Welcome to In the News for June 6, 2023. It is a special edition, the day after Apple's keynote at the Worldwide Developers Conference. I'm Brett Burney from AppsInLaw.com. And this is Jeff Richardson for iPhone JD. App, uh, it's our 100th episodes, Brett. And wouldn't it be nice if Apple came up with something just a little different for us to talk about for episode 100? I, I don't know if we have anything to talk about for episodes <laughs> for our 100th episode. First of all, congratulations, my friend. And thank Woo-hoo. you, as I always do. 100 episodes. That's uh, that's quite a milestone. And I really appreciate it. And wow, thank you, Apple, for acknowledging this along with us. <laughs> Some well, really exciting the- news. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I mean, of course, the real thanks goes to everybody that's been listening to us for all these episodes, which is great. Course, and so what we're going to be doing today is just focusing on this brand new product, the Apple dun, Vision dun, dun, dun. Pro. Wow. wow. This thing yeah. is wow. <laughs> Where do we even start? So so just so everybody knows, yesterday, as uh, uh, Apple is uh, uh, normally that they do, they have a keynote address for the Worldwide Developers Conference. Now, most of the time when we talk about this, it's a lot of focus on what's the next operating systems that are going to happen for the iPhone and the iPad and the TV, Apple TV and all. And boy, Heidi, we we got a lot of that, right? Uh, in fact, we're going to have another show that'll be this later Friday. We'll talk about that. But uh, Apple spent an hour <laughs> just talking about all of the updates on that. So we'll get to that. But we weren't done. But wait, that's not all. Apple had yet a second hour, Jeff, where they they introduced something that we were all have been anticipating. It is, I, I've heard it all kinds of things that it be described, Jeff. It has been the goggles, the virtual goggles, virtual reality goggles. I think Joanna Stern of the Wall Street Journal called it the nerd helmet. We're all looking forward to the Apple's nerd helmet. But Apple chose to call their virtual reality goggles Vision Pro. And yeah. uh, wow, it's, uh, it's something else. Lots of thoughts you know- and ideas here. The actual introduction, first thing that Tim Cook said was the famous phrase, one more thing, which is interesting (laughs) because people that have been around Apple long enough know that that's a phrase that Steve Jobs came up with to sort of, you know, have something special to introduce at the end. And some of his one more things were bigger than others. But I thought it was interesting before we get into this, Tim Cook has not used that phrase very often. He used it back in 2014 when he introduced the Apple Watch, which of course was a brand new platform and, you know, not as transformative as the iPhone and iPhone iPad, but it was a pretty big deal. Um, he used it the next year, only a year later, 2015, to introduce Apple Music. You know, Apple Music was something new. <laughs> Streaming music is a new thing. I think he probably could have avoided it at that time. But I will admit, some of my bias might be that if you remember that presentation back in 2015, it was actually one of the less effective Apple presentations of the last decade or so because yeah, the right. people on stage went on for too long and stuff like that. Um, but then the, the other time that he did it was in 2017 for the iPhone 10, which was a brand new type of iPhone with, with you know, no button at the bottom, the new interface. Yeah, and in many right. ways, the iPhone of today is still, you know, just a different version of the iPhone 10. So I thought that that one was appropriate. And so, so this is the fourth time that it's happened. In fact, back in 2017, uh, Tim Cook made a, a comment when he introduced the iPhone 10. And when he said one more thing, he says, we have great respect for these words one more thing. Uh, And we don't use them lightly. And Uh so it's taken another five years since 2017 uh, before, six years, actually, six years since Tip Cook felt it was appropriate to use the words again. And and this one was appropriate. I mean, let's just start with the name. There was all of this speculation as to what it might be called. Some people called the Reality Pro. Some people thought it might be some letters or numbers. Um, I think Apple Vision Pro is perfect. 
I yeah. think that vision is great I like it. because it's it's a great word. It's the Vision OS. It's the Apple Vision product. Um, I'll even, I mean, before we even talk about the substance of this, I think, yeah. and this is just a guess, but my my sense of it is they're coming out with a first high-end product, the Apple Vision yeah. Pro. And you know right. how Apple often in the future will come out with like an SE version of the iPhone that's a little bit more low-end. Yep. I predict that we're going to see something future uh, similar that, you know, maybe after yeah. a year yeah. or two, things that are now in the Vision Pro will be in a lower cost item, perhaps just called the Apple Vision. And then the Apple Vision Pro, much like the iPhone Pro and the iPad Pro will have, you know, the next generation, whatever the technology is. You know, I think Apple realizes that they're selling something that's expensive and they're starting at the top, which is different from where Apple often starts. They often start at the middle and then build up to the top and build below. But I think now they're really building at the top Everyone that has reviewed this thing, and there haven't been that many of them yet, but I've read so many reviews of people that have tried it out, and they have said, there's nothing. You can't compare this to anything, because although there are, we have had Google Glass way back when, and and, and Facebook slash Meta makes their uh, stuff that they bought from Oculus. Um, But, you know, there's not even, it's not even in the same category. It's not even, it's not even the same. So, um, and as you said, it's it's, it's almost like it's a, it's a new platform. It's a, it's a new computer. You could literally use this. Yeah. Just yeah. ask your computer as a computer. So, um, but, but, yeah. but that price, yeah. I mean, $3,500 is a, is a, that's a substantial price. Um, Indeed, what, what are your thoughts course. on that? $3,500? Yeah. Price? Well, I mean, obviously the price we, you know, a lot of people had anticipated at $3,000. Uh, honestly, when, when I started uh, viewing the, the keynote yesterday, Jeff, I'm like, oh, this is 5,000 easy. <laughs> like yeah, I thought yeah. they, they were going up and we can get into some of the specifics, but just to kind of underscore even some of the things you're talking about, there was a new phrase that Tim Cook used to describe this in several people, which is spatial computing. In fact, I remember a, a quote, it was, I, I can't remember if it was Tim or somebody, they say the Mac introduced us to the personal computer or personal computing, mm-hmm. right? The iPhone introduced us to the mobile computer or mobile sure. computing, which I thought was interesting. I tell people all the time, my iPhone is my personal computer. That is the first computer I turn to. And the Vision Pro will introduce us to spatial computing. We'll get into that just a little bit more, but I, you know, I really appreciated that or liked the way that they kind of presented this aspect. Cause like you said, this is a new computing platform. Uh, you know, some people even speculated that this was just going to be some simple goggles that, you know, connected with your iPhone. Right. And so it was going to show everything on the iPhone. It's just going to be the way yeah. to look at you at your iPhone, but man, no, I mean, <laughs> as you have said, people are kind of blown away at like sort of, I guess, the spectacle, <laughs> if you will, of, of, of how, you know, or, 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 or even just the ramifications of what this means from the idea that you can put all of this information on, you can interact with some of this digital information in such a different, different way. Uh, I, I really think it has blown away a lot of people that were even sort of anticipating uh, where, where this was going to go. I mean, $3,500, that's a lot of money. One thing that I know just because we're on the legal, legal eagle side, <laughs> Jeff, at the very end, I think Tim Cook even said, they filed over 5,000 patents associated with this thing. I mean, that alone, before we get into even the specifics, tells you the amount of ingenuity and and time that has been spent on this, which I just think is amazing. 
Let's talk about the hardware first. Um, you know, the device itself, you're showing it on the screen. It looks very yeah. Apple. You know, the, the front of it is very smooth lines. I mean, it, it really feels like something that would feel good in your hand that goes around the, the part that sort of looks like the ski goggles. It, you know, it's right. got very nice curves to it. It's got the button that you turn, which we'll talk about in a second. It's got another button that you press. And the part that goes around your head, that back of your head to hold it on, um, I've heard some reviewers say it reminds us, it reminded the reviewer of how Apple makes these great bands for the Apple Watch that are so comfortable, right. whether right. it be the more the, the polyamaster ba polyelastor bands or the um the more cloth ones. And this uh the thing that holds it to the back of your head seems like the same sort of thing. It's very comfortable. It's made to right. hold the device really well. Um each one of the things in your eyes, in each eye is getting a basically a 4K <laughs> display that's incredible. super, super tiny, which means that everything looks incredibly realistic. And when yeah. you're looking at like a web page or a document. Um, one of the things that all the reviewers noted is you can actually read words, even in tiny yeah. print. When you yeah. use the the, the 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 existing goggles, you know the Facebook type things. You know they're they're nice for pictures and for you know games and like you know a, a monkey that's jumping around. But you're not going to be reading things in it because they're just not precise right. enough to do it. Right. Whereas this right. thing apparently can. Just, uh, I, I know I heard a couple of people say, I, I think it's it's like, it's millions, millions and millions more pixels than even on the iPhone, right? Because these are screens, literally yeah. 4K screens that are like an inch away from your eyeball. And they obviously invested a ton of time and effort into making sure that these screens are, uh, are, are you know, up, 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 to the, up to the quest of making sure that you can see it as much as you can. I, I got to be honest with you, Jeff. The first time they showed it, <laughs> my thought was, that's huge. <laughs> That's that is honking big. I mean, I I, I knew it ha it was going to be pretty big because of everything that I had to pack into it. But I, I mean, at, at first, that's my first thought, and I still can't get over this. Believe me, I'm amazed at, at what it can do. But my first thought was, man, that is huge. But you know, that even goes back, I think, to to your point, and we've heard some other reviewers talk about this. I mean, this is not. I don't think that Apple means this to be you know, the general consumer model, right? You mentioned like that SE mode model or something else along the, I mean, this is meant to be that first generation. We're gonna test the waters. We're gonna see what people can come up with and can do. Um, and and then we'll and then we'll build from there, right? And I mean, I think yeah. we've seen that obviously with the iPhone. We saw that with the the Apple Watch, and Apple is just going to continue to dominate this market. I think obviously, I mean, as as much as people are impressed with it now, I just cannot wait until five years from now. I think it'll get smaller, it'll get slimmer, it'll get even better than what it's doing today. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that excites me so much is when I saw the presentation and the things we're about to talk about, you know, I was really blown away about how impressive it is. And then I remind myself, think back at what the first generation iPhone yeah. from 2007. Nowadays, yeah. you look at it and you're like, oh, it had so many you know shortcomings and flaws. The original Apple Watch, oh my goodness, it was so horribly slow. Um, but you had to start somewhere. And so if this is just the introductory, you know, the part one or maybe even the part zero, um, wow, boy, do we have a lot of places to go from here. Um, right. And then again, hopefully it'll be become cheaper and stuff over time too. One of the questions I had when I looked at the hardware was as somebody who wears glasses and, and you of course do do wear eyeglasses, yes. you know, how is right. that going to work? Because this thing is uh -huh. so tight in your face. Um, in fact, it's so tight just to mention that you have the, the goggle part in front of you, but then right behind the goggle, there's sort of a cushiony part that holds it against your face. And right. one of the things that Apple told reviewers yesterday is that right now they only had a couple of those, like those are removed that you can have different sizes. And they say oh, that when it comes out next nice. year, they're going to have tons of different sizes because they want it to be to have a perfect fit right around your eyes so that um when you're looking at it everything just looks is it basically fits
fills your field of view. And I noticed that one of the reviewers, I think it was uh, John Gruber was mentioning that, uh, in, on a podcast he does that when he looked at it, he's like, it totally filled my field of view. And then another person, Joanna Stern oh, from the Wall Street Journal, she said, you know what? It didn't fit tight on my face just because of the shape of her face. And she said, as a result, she if she looked in the corner, she could sort of see the black you know, it didn't completely uh, fill her oh, field of view. And what Apple okay. told her was, well, that's because we don't have, you know, the, all the different sizes yet. So much right. like you can get some Apple watch bands in a ton of different sizes, that's going to come right. here too. But because it's so tight in your face to get back to what I was saying, you can't wear your eyeglasses under this. So you can either wear contact lenses that solves it. Or yeah. um, they're going to have a Zeiss, which is a very well-known company from Germany that does all sorts of lenses, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know they're they're a, a leader in this field. They're going to have these optical inserts that are held on by magnets that you'll be able to. I'm sure you'll go to a website and say, "Here's my eye prescription," and you'll basically be getting eyeglasses without the frames that will then go in here. And because they're with magnets, I guess that's you can remove them. So if you want to share yeah. it with somebody else, but that's an interesting solution. I mean, we'll hopefully that will work for enough people that um, that that it, it's it's a it's a good solution. But it was one of the first things I was thinking about. Well, let's talk about the eyes. We, we can keep talking about the hardware too. But I got to tell you, I'm still I'm still trying to wrap my head around the Vision Pro from the idea of can people see you or can you see out i mean i i, mm -hmm. I know what everybody has said so far but this has just really been warping my mind jeff because when you put it on you're looking at two screens right you cannot right. see through the apple vision but if somebody is looking at you <laughs> they can see your eyes but it's actually yeah. not your physical eyes it's a rendering a 3d rendering of your eyes on a screen that's outside of the Vision Pro. I I, I, got, I got to tell you, I'm still <laughs> trying to get my head wrapped around that, even though the Vision Pro is supposed to wrap around my head. I'm trying to get my head wrapped around <laughs> this. It's just, it just is odd because Apple is doing this weird thing to make people think you're looking at them, <laughs> but you're not really looking at them. I mean, yeah. I, I got to see it to believe it, obviously, and a lot of people do on this, but I, I, I just thought that was incredible, uh, kind of the thing that they're doing here. So there's there's two types of technologies that are going on, maybe three. One of them is um, Apple has the name that they're calling it pass-through. And pass-through right. is the idea that um, the goggles themselves – um, the, the Apple Vision Pro, it has cameras that are looking at your outside world and they are reproducing on the two screens in your eyes what's in the outside world. So if right. I look to the left, I see a chair, not because I'm actually looking through the, the Apple Vision at the chair, but instead because the, the camera sees the chair, it reproduces right. it on the screen of my eye. So I'm looking in the direction of the chair. I see the chair and the reviewers have That's said crazy. everything looks real size. It doesn't look big or smaller. It looks exactly the size it would be in the real world. And so when I'm using the device, it's as if I am looking through the device. And because it has such amazing eye tracking technology, wherever right. you look, that's that's where you see. Now, from someone looking at you wearing the device, that's a different technology that Apple's calling eye Site. And what they're doing here right, is the right. front of it, which sort of looks like a black glass, but it's not see-through glass. It has another <laughs> OLED display towards the front. It's an OLED display that you right, as the person wearing right. it would never see. It's only for people <laughs> in the outside world to see, and it sees your eyes, but it's not really your eyes. What it is is because there are these cameras inside of the Vision Pro looking at your eyes, they are right. just like the pass-through is reproducing the outside world to you. Your eyes are being reproduced 
to the outside world so that when someone comes up, they see it. And Apple has said that whether or not you see the eyes depends upon the mode that you're in. If the person wearing the Vision right. Pro has it in the mode where the, the pass-through mode, where they're looking at the outside world, that's a way that people that are looking at you can tell, oh, you know, Jeff is actually, Jeff can see me because I see his <laughs> right. eyes, so I know he's seeing me. But if I turn that dial, which reminds me of the digital crown on the side of the um, right. Apple Watch, if I turn it to get into more of the, the virtual reality as opposed to the augmented reality world, so that all I'm looking at is just like a movie or something like that, well, then the right. person on the outside world won't see my eyes they will instead see it's sort of like some co you know colors moving around or something it almost right. reminds me of the, the like top cloudy. of the home pod like, or home pod right, right sort of cloudy and colorful and so that it's a way for the outside world to know oh this person can't see me right now but i have a question about it apple has also said yes. that this eyesight technology is a way to indicate to the outside world when you're taking pictures or video. Because mm. remember, one of the things that freaked people out about Google Glass way, way, way back when is it's like whenever you saw somebody wearing one, you're like, well, you taking my picture? Are you, you invading yeah, my you, privacy? You video recording me? Yeah, right. Yeah, Apple has suggested that there's something about what others will see on the front of the display that will indicate to them whether or not you're mm. taking a picture or video. And it's like, I, I don't quite understand what it is. It's I don't think it's just the fact that your eyes are there because your eyes are there just because you're in the augmented reality version of the world. So I, that's just something that, you know, until more people play with these things, it's just an unknown question. But, right. um, but all of the, but those, the pass through and, and the, and the eyesight, that's the technology. And, and it's the reason that this is very different from like the, the, the meta quest and stuff right. like that. I mean, exactly. I, I've played around, I was just using one uh, last weekend. My, my nephew had one that I was playing around with. And again, it was <laughs> some game where you, you're a monkey and you're climbing around and stuff like that, but it tries to sort of replace the outside world. Whereas my sense of the Apple vision pro is they don't really see it as replacing the outside world. Mm. It's really just sort of sitting on top of the outside world. It's spatial computing words that you started us off with. You're seeing different things yes. in space right. in your world. Right. Now, if you're on a plane, and you want to just tune everything out and just watch a movie, sure, you can move it into that full virtual reality. You're barely even, you know, not even seeing the right. outside world. Right. But I get the sense from Apple that they don't expect people to be in that mode very often. That's just my sense. I I know that this is different from a lot of the other 3D virtual reality goggle things because some of them don't even have like even glass on the outside, right? It's just, it's, right. it's plastic. And so you know that whoever has them on can't see you in the outside world. And I think that's why this is both freaky to me, but genius at the same time, because while I'm not looking through the goggles, it kind of looks like I'm looking through the goggles. So then I guess there's some level of interactivity or, you know, kind of even quasi-intimacy maybe with the people. And I, I, you, you may have already mentioned this. I know that Apple was showing that even if you're in sort of that mode and you're looking into the goggles and someone comes into your uh, into your space, right? You can see them, but you're not looking at them. You're looking at a video of them. I mean, I'm almost saying that would be like me walking around, you know, looking at the world through my iPhone camera, right? I'm just mm -hmm. walking around. Like I'm trying to get my head to understand this, how this is going to work. And obviously we've got to see it to believe it and see how it's, how it's going to work. But it's just kind of ingenious that, you know, why, why did they go that far? Like, why, yeah. why did Apple put a screen on the outside? I think a lot of people are kind of asking that because I don't know if anybody ever thought about something like that before, but Apple did.
Yeah, I mean, I think it was just to sort of increase the um, acceptability of it. I want to mention something you just talked yeah. about, and people have talked about this, that let's say I'm looking at like, you know, whether it's a TV or a web page or something in my virtual environment, and right. let's just say that you're also in the room and you start walking towards me. Um, Apple has talked about this sort of, I, I think they may even use the word breakthrough for it as the technology, but Apple has a way of sort of making, let's say I'm looking at a Safari web page, that the, the likeness of you, Brett, you would sort of come through my Safari page, almost as yeah. if you you had walked through it. And right, when, I, right. when, I, when I saw the demo of that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then when I heard the people that have actually put on the display, the, 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 uh, the, the Vision Pro sample units, they've said that the way that that happens when a real person steps into your field of view, right. everyone has said like, oh my goodness, it's like this magical thing. And I don't, oh, I have to admit, I don't quite understand it because nice. I haven't seen it, but there's something right. about the way that Apple has implemented it that's caused multiple people who have tried it to say, Wow, that was really cool. So again, until yeah. I have one myself, I don't know what it is, but Apple has, it's, it's clear to me that Apple has done something special, um, again, so that you're not completely disconnected from the outside world. Uh, and one of the reasons all of this can happen, I'm showing this on the screen right now. I, I, you may know how many, <laughs> I can't remember how many cameras, how many sensors, many. <laughs> <laughs> how many, how many arrays of, uh, there's so much that's happening on the front of this. And we'll get into this in just a little bit more deeper too, as well, because it can record 3d video, for example, or 3d pictures on this, but it's actually having all these cameras on the outside. And then of course it has cameras on the inside, similar to what you've been talking about, uh, the track. Your eyeball and stuff, yeah. To track your, I mean, there are LEDs and infrared cameras on the inside of each of the screens that are constantly looking at your eyes. And I know I was watching Marquez Brownlee's um, video when he was talking about this, it, and, and obviously he has used all of the virtual reality goggles, and he just said over and over and over. This eye tracking technology is the best that he has absolutely ever experienced. He said yeah. just how how technical it was how precise that it was like all there's a there's a, there's a cost there's a lot of cameras on here and a lot of infrared red light that are getting shot at your eyeballs but it sounds it sounds like it's working very well yeah so for example he said that if you're looking at a web page you can just look at the url field and right? because you're looking at it um it will be selected and then you can just say you know iPhoneJD.com or whatever website or Apple.com, wherever you want to go. And it will type right. it in that field. And it knows because it's so precise, it can see precisely what you're looking wow. at. It can see that it's an area that you can type in. So when you speak, it, it puts the words in there and then you right. just go, you know, it, th that's the cameras on the inside, the cameras on the outside that you were just showing on the <laughs> screen here. One of the cool things about them is it's not just for showing the world around you. It's also for seeing where your hands are because right. I've used those other devices where you have to hold the things in your hand and move them around around and it's That's very right. clumsy it's am i pressing the right buttons and stuff but with this the only you know go back in time when apple introduced the iphone steve jobs mm -hmm. said you know with the prior smartphones he had the line that if you see a stylus they blew it because the right. natural right. input technique for an iphone and an ipad was just your fingers here, the natural input technique is number one, your eyes. What are you looking at? And then number two, your wow. hands, but not your hands holding anything special, just your hands. You know, if you see something and you want to, what we would call like a click on it, you just take your hands and pinch them together and your hands don't have to be in front of me. You, they no. can be down on your side because right. the cameras can in see all lap. around you. And people that have tried it have said, it's amazing that you can just sit on a couch and your hands are wherever it is comfortable for you. And anytime that you want to click, you just sort of pinch. And if you 
you want to scroll through a web website, you just sort of move your fingers in a scrolling motion and you don't have to, it's not like you have to hold your hands in front of you in a position that would make you tired after, you know, not much time, just put your hands in a comfortable place. The cameras will find you. And that combination looks really cool. It looks like Apple's really nailed it. And again, everybody we've already read that has actually had it on for what, 30, 20, 20 or 30 minutes, right? This is long. Right, yeah, all very short. Mm-hmm. Had it on. But they say just how precise that is with your eyes and your hands. A couple of things quickly on that. Um, they emphasize that you don't need any controllers or anything else. Exactly what you said, Jeff. Other, other, other virtual reality goggles require you to have little controllers. You don't need any controller. I thought about kind of the same thing, not the iPhone, but I remember Steve Jobs specifically when he introduced the iPad that he said, you don't need a keyboard, you don't need a stylus, you don't need a mouse. All you need is Mm -hmm. your finger. Now, Apple's kind of come around (laughs) since then, uh, which just makes me kind of think, you know, are we gonna have to change that for the Vision Pro? Probably not, because the other thing I thought of quickly is the Apple Watch, right? The Apple Watch has some uh, uh, disability accessibility features, right? That you can like clench your fist, you can have different actions with the Apple Watch now, and it apparently works really good. I don't use them very much, but I know other people that have said. So anyway, I I was fascinated by that. And the reason that you can hold your hand around exactly what you said, Jeff, is because of all of those cameras, the hundreds, no, not hundreds, a couple of dozen cameras, I'm sure, and sensors that are in the front of these goggles are always looking around into your environment and they can see your hands and doing some of these gestures. One thing you just mentioned and a way that the Apple Vision Pro reminds me of the iPad is that you can use an iPad with just your finger. Works great. But there are right. times when you want to have uh-huh. a keyboard or a mouse. Yep. It's optional, but there are some times where but depending upon the task that you're doing, it makes a lot of sense to do it. And this right. is the same with the Apple Vision. You don't need anything except for your eyes and your fingers on your hand. Right. But if you want, because there can be a virtual keyboard, if you want it to type a virtual keyboard or you can just speak, just, yes. you know, just accept voice input. But if you want to connect a Bluetooth keyboard, like to type a longer email, That's right. you totally can. That's right. And if you right. want to have a game controller, um, like an Xbox controller, because you're playing some game in a virtual screen, you can use it if you want to. And I think that's the perfect way. You don't need to use these devices. They're not required, right. but depending right. upon what you're doing, maybe you actually do want to use it for a little bit. I think that's perfect. Yeah, because let's get into some of the content because mm-hmm. obviously we can come back to movies and sports <laughs> and uh, concerts and even gaming they talked about. But I am very glad quickly first that they talked about sort of the productivity aspect of this. They had somebody in an office environment, which I know you and I were texting back and forth, like, well, I don't know if I want to wear this around the office too much, <laughs> um, but it can be. And to the point, to your point, just quickly, since you were mentioning it, that virtual keyboard, they showed like using pages, they showed using Keynote, they showed the fact that you can interact with some of these productivity type apps and you can do that. You can even include a trackpad. They talked about a trackpad and a Bluetooth app Bluetooth keyboard mm-hmm. that you can connect and that will connect and use that. Uh, and in addition to this, we don't have to go too deep into this, but you can actually use this with your Mac as well. So they showed where somebody opened up their Mac with the Vision Pro goggles on and they were able to use their Mac and put their Mac screen huge in this spatial computing aspect on there. So I know we'll get to some other content quickly, but I really yep. like the fact that they talked about the desktop productivity side. Yeah, because let's talk about that because, you know, I work in a law office, although there's nothing unique about offices, many business offices are the same way. One of the transitions that I've seen over the last, gosh, I don't know, decade, 
certainly certainly last 20 years was it used to be everybody just had the one monitor. And of course, way back when it was a CRT monitor. So it was huge. And then we got to the thin LED monitors. But the big trend among offices, and it's one that that at my own law firm, is now you don't just have one monitor. People realize that you can be more productive with two monitors. And it's not just a small monitor, but, you know, people realize that you know, when you have a larger monitor, if you go from, you know, 18 inches to 24 inches, maybe even at 27, you can do more. You can have more windows there. And the Vision Pro is, of course, taking this to the nth degree because yes, you can have exactly. unlimited monitors and you don't have right. to spend a lot of money on a fancy right. monitor because you can say, I want this monitor here. I want this virtual monitor to my left, this one to my right. I want to make this one really big. I want to make this one really small. And when you start to think of I the ways wait. that people, yeah. you know, justify the, uh, the the price of this first unit, the $3,500 unit. And of course, they're going to have fewer, future ones that cost less. But right. you know, if you start to think about the money that you would spend on having all these different monitors to set things up just right amongst yourselves, um, that's exactly what you can do with this product just virtually so that you can have your email to the left. You can have your Word document in front yes. of you. You can have your you know communication stuff on the right and just move things around. Um, that you know, th- that's really interesting to me. And because you're sitting in a desk, um, although it's got that battery pack, you know, that only has like an hour of battery charge, as you can just plug Dude, that in yeah. and you can use it all day long, subject to eye fatigue of, you know, I don't know if there's a limit right. to, can you wear this for eight hours a day without getting too tired? I don't know. Well, you know, people will be <laughs> revealing that as soon as they have them in uh, real units in their hand. But yeah. there's definitely from a product, you know, we already know in the real world that having more screens is better. In my personal office, I've got two yeah. real screens plus my right. iPad that I have set exactly. up. Exactly. Me too. Plus actually my iPhone. So in a way, I've got four different screens showing stuff. Heck, and, and, and you got my Apple Watch too that tells me when I get a text message. So I, you could almost argue I've already got five different screens. And so the, yeah. the future that the Vision Pro is promising, I guess in a certain way, I'm actually already living there. So I, I'm already bought, buying into the idea of having multiple screens around me. That's where the phrase spatial computing made the most sense to me, Jeff. That, that, that's exactly what I was envisioning. I'm like... I don't want to be constrained to the real estate of the couple of monitors that I have. You know, I know several years ago when we used to talk about this, when we presented together all the time, we would tell people, hey, consider a second monitor. They're not that expensive. Like, here's what it can do for you. People would be like, oh, I don't know if I need that. That's a little too much. But as you said, today, people have come around on this. I want to have that quasi unlimited space. Like, I want to see my email all the way up there in the corner. I want to have my web browsers here, my Word documents here, and PDFs, and I want to be able to move them around. We've done some of this, right? Today, I have multiple monitors, and I park things in different monitors, but I'm constantly doing Command-Tab or Alt-Tab, right, to switch back and right. forth between right. between applications. Or on the Mac, we have different desktops that you can swipe back and forth to, right? I don't use those as much, but I know people that do. So in a way, we're trying to like squeeze this in, and I, I don't know, to me, that really hit home like i love that idea from the spatial computing phrase (laughs) that i can now have an unlimited place where i can park again from a productivity standpoint but of course apple didn't stop there in fact i think apple put more emphasis and i think rightly so on things like (laughs) watching a movie right yeah or being in a sports game or playing a game i'm and that is going to be truly truly impressive i know and i i there i i have two thoughts on this 
One is people are saying that when you have a huge movie on this beautiful screen, because the technology is so good with the Vision Pro, um, it's it's like you're in an IMAX theater. I mean, you get to, right. it's, it's immersive. Right. There's a difference between, even in a big screen, there's a difference between looking at something and being a part of something. And I'm not even talking about 3D, although I'm going to get to that in a second, but just having a huge screen in front of you can really make things so much more dynamic. Apple was showing that, of course, yeah. for a movie, that's true. If you take panoramic pictures, which I've been taking with my iPhone for a long time, right. those panoramic right. pictures are going to be amazing in an Apple Vision Pro because I could see you know, all around me, the Grand Canyon or the, the wine country or whatever I took the, the panoramic picture of, that's going to be right. amazing. Um, of course, 3D movies, I've heard people say that this is the first time that a 3D movie actually works, you know, because yeah, you don't have to worry right. about it being too dark, like it's sometimes <laughs> in theaters. Um, I'm sure James Cameron is loving this with his Avatar movie and stuff. So this is all good. But then also I go back to the price idea that we were talking about, because yeah. even at this initial price of $3,500, how do you justify that? Well, you know, it was a couple of years <laughs> yes. ago, Brett, that we were ready at my house to get a new television. And right. we ended up getting I this remember. beautiful LG 77 inch TV that was like $2,900. Even today, it's it's only, it still costs $2,700 two years later. So there people will spend upwards of 3000 yeah. to get something. And that, that was the 77 inch version. If I had gotten the one step higher, which was the 85 or 88 inch version, it's 3,500 bucks, which is the same price as this. So people that are already willing to splurge <laughs> to get a big screen and that's right. 80 something inches. I think right. that someone said that this can, uh, uh, this can create a virtual 100 foot screen, you know, as it's if IMAX you're sitting in the front row of an IMAX. So if big screen size is important to you, You've already, and if, and if you can budget for you're that, there. Uh, right. you're already there. Now, of course, it's a screen for one as opposed to a screen for many like you'd have in your house. Yes, but, you know, these exactly. are the ways that people can say, you know, the original Macintosh costs a lot of money. You know, new technology costs money. A big screen TV right. costs a lot of money. Right. Portable entertainment. You know, you don't have to add up much to say, well, maybe the price does sort of make sense. Um, yeah, right. So it's interesting. Right. Because you can do more. Um, you know, I didn't think about, they talked about the movies. They talked about sports. Um, I got to tell you, somebody, I, I, I don't know that Apple focused on this too much, but somebody was just talking about concerts. How great would that be if you could record a yeah. concert? You know, I mean, we've talked about spatial audio and I love it. You know, when I listen to jazz, I just love being able to, it feels like I'm sitting in a small, intimate jazz club <laughs> and mm. I can hear all of the music around me in spatial audio but I'm like, man, I want that. <laughs> you even, want for your eyes, spatial exactly. audio for your eyes. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it, even from a concert perspective. But obviously, even in sports, I mean, there's. I mean, oh, can you I, imagine? I mean, it's going to be, gonna be incredible. Be, it's like you've got courtside games for every NBA game or one of the exactly. demos that they showed yesterday was of a baseball game. And they said that the camera was as if you were basically in the dugout and you're seeing yeah. things around you. Yeah. But if you want to jump yeah. over here or jump over there. Um, and of course, Apple has what, uh, uh, you know, U.S. Major League Soccer for the next 10 soccer. years. Right. What right. do you think the chances are that Apple is going to have their very special cameras out there awesome. at the soccer games and yeah. they're going to have amazing games that you can view on the Apple Vision Pro? There, there's no question that that's coming. No question. Um. Let me ask you, I think the one contro controversial thing <laughs> that I know people have been talking about is as a dad, Jeff, would you, <laughs> would you like to record your kids having a special birthday memory with these big fat Vision Pro goggles <laughs> on your face? Uh, I, I know where they're going with this and I would love it, but I, it's like, I don't, I want to see my kids. I don't want to be looking through camera. Anyway, what, what do you think about this? Is, okay. I know this is the thing a lot of people have been talking about. 
I had the same thought when I watched the demo and <laughs> I was listening to the, um, the upgrade podcast with uh, uh, Jason Snell and Mike yeah, yesterday. Yep, yep, and I think it was exactly. Jason who said this and I'm like, I think he actually has this one figured out. And this is this. So the demo was Apple was showing that like your kid's birthday party, you can, instead of just looking at a photo from that party years later with the Apple vision pro, you can look at a 3d video of the party. Right, and right. You, as you watch your daughter blow out the candles because it's in 3ds, it's, it's like, you're actually there. It's, it's so much more aversive, immersive. You're really in the moment. But then the actual question was, well, how did you get that 3D video in the first place? And they said, oh, well, you know, you could record 3D video with the face with, with the Apple Vision Pro, which is like, right. okay, fine. But like, what dad is going to be wearing this thing at their daughter's right. birthday party? That's horrible. Right. What Jason yeah, speculated, and I think this might be true, wouldn't it be cool if a next generation iPhone, maybe not the one that we get this year, but maybe uh -huh. next year or the year afterwards, yes. as we get yes. better and better optics, wouldn't it be yes. cool if you could take your your pictures and your videos with your iPhone, just like every dad does now, yeah. but yeah. have it be 3D so that yes. when you later go back to look at it years right. later, right. Um, and it's the same reason, you know, I have often splurged on the nicer iPhone because I know that if it takes a really good picture of my son when he's four years old, you know, 15 years later, I will appreciate having that high definition picture because, you know, the technology will catch up to Absolutely. the point where I'm glad to have the better quality. Yep. And this Absolutely. is the same thing. You know, it would not surprise me if the Apple Vision Pro will not be the way that people really take these 3D videos, although you could, but it will be the way that you consume them and other right. products will be what you use to take them. Um, so yeah. that's just a thought. Interesting stuff there. How about communications? Or I think I like the way that Mark has put it in his video. He was talking about it's computing, which we've talked about a little bit. It's content, which like movies and stuff. But then he called it connections or communications. Because how great would this be <laughs> to be on a Zoom call or a FaceTime call and use the Vision Pro goggles? I keep calling them goggles. I did. I guess. I guess it's just going to be called goggles, Vision Pro. Yeah. So what if you had the Vision Pro on and you were in? A meeting but wait a minute how do people see you you can see screens of other people but then how do they see you well apple thought about that as well jeff <laughs> yeah so for the seeing other people you I mean unlike a zoom call where unless it's just one other person that's full screen you know when you get to the brady bunch effect of having lots of different people right? your screen size is only so big especially if it's an iphone or an ipad but with the apple vision pro you've got your entire environment. So people's faces can be really big around you and you can you know, have this inter interactive conversation. Um, so then for you, here's what I expected Apple. If I would have bet money, yes. I would have bet good money before yesterday that what Apple was gonna say is the people looking at you obviously can't see you because you're wearing the goggles. So instead what they would see is Memoji. And I'm like, this is the reason right. that Apple has been developing Memoji for all these years. Right. Exactly. And I was wrong because although I'm sure emoji <laughs> well, will be an option, close, but, yeah. I'm sure it will be an option. Apple came up with something new yesterday that they're calling persona. Don't call it avatar, call it persona. But, persona. and it's basically when you first use your um, Apple vision pro, before you even put them on your face, you look at the cameras on the outside and it right. takes a picture of your face in 3d and it may even do this on the iPhone as well. And <laughs> it will, it will basically map your face and create this digital version of your face so that you know, when you are talking in a FaceTime call and you blink your eyes, the persona will blink its eyes. Yeah. When you move your yeah. mouth, the persona will move its mouth. Um, it doesn't look exactly like you. The version that we saw yesterday, close. it's close. I mean, th there's you a whole un 
uncanny valley effect that if it's not right, right. perfect, perfect, it doesn't look right. right. But then again, if, if it's if it's smaller and stuff, maybe it'll be good enough. Um, and it will be nice that that way people can actually talk to you and see your face, even though your face is covered up by this uh, $3,500 <laughs> right. device. Um, right. So I, I was convinced that you were going to have to use Memoji. You'd have to participate in your conference calls as if you were a shark or a, or a turtle right. or this color, this this animated version, this cartoonish version of yourself. But no, actually, Apple came up with this. And of course, we all know the persona is going to get more accurate, right? You know, two Absolutely. or three years from now, it's going to look so much more realistic than it does today. So uh, good. Well, it's, a, deep it's a clever fakes. solution. It'll be great. And but, that'll be know, the next I, problem. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I, I do actually have... Uh, good feels about this one because I, I do <laughs> record myself, you know, as a talking chicken uh, sometimes and send it as a text <laughs> message to my wife or so. But you know, with the phone, which only has limited front facing camera, it does a pretty good job of catching when I have my mouth open or my eyes open or when I'm grimacing or whatever the case may be, Jeff. And so if you have many, many, many more cameras that can do a full 3D rendering, that's going to be pretty good. I mean, I, right. yeah, you're going to be able to tell, but just like you said, it, it's going to get better. I mean, there's there's no question about that on there. Um, I am very in interested to see how this is going to work, you know, even from like a Zoom aspect or from, you know, WebEx. Because, by the way, we really didn't even talk about this, and I thought this was interesting. Somebody pointed this out as well. Um, there's only Apple-type apps available for the vision pro right now well, right well, for You've now got, because they just showed yeah, off exactly that's my but point i think by like, the time it comes out next year absolutely there's third party apps yeah oh absolutely exactly and that's what i'm just saying like i know and of course this isn't going to be available till next year right we're just going to be hyped up on this for six months now or at least but uh i know somebody just pointed that out but i would also point out just like we've been doing throughout that the first iphone only had Apple apps, right? And look where we are today. So it's just first a matter Apple of time watch, on the first Apple Watch too. Exactly, Apple Watch did not have third exactly. party apps initially. So, so obviously, um, yeah, it's yeah. coming. It, and and to me, that is why this made sense that Apple announced the Vision Pro at the developers conference, right? Typically for hardware stuff, we get it kind of in the fall, you know, look into the holidays or so. But I feel like it's not even available. Of certainly there are going to be several developers that you know higher higher end developers probably that already have a vision pro or apple's going to get them one and they're going to be working on this for the next yep. six to eight months right i mean that's the yep. whole idea before it could even be available to the general public you know for the general public that has money to buy this like that has the budget for it i mean they want to make sure that there are going to be some apps that are going to be available to it but obviously today they were just showing off you know just some of the basic apps right now that you can get but i mean even that's cool again you just have sort of this idea of the apps and you look at it and it even kind of like comes out in 3d you know kind of moves a little bit and then you use your finger and your thumb to tap together to select it so cool uh anyway so cool. just really 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 cool so yeah like i said I, i'm i'm very interested to see how this is going to work with something like zoom i mean <laughs> just even like virtual meetings that kind of a thing that'll be That'll be good. All right. Yeah. So have we covered everything that is there's so much on I this. mean, we've covered what uh, we know. I mean, the reality is that there's still questions that, of course, we're going to have questions after the debut of, course, of something major like this. You know, how is it going to work? You know, nausea is, you know, some people can get motion sickness when they have questions. these devices. Yep. People yep. say that because the screen is such high quality and because you're not cut off from the outside world, that's supposed to address it. And, you know, some of the initial right. reviewers are started to talk about that. But like you said, Brett, they've only used it for 20, 30 minutes. You know, we're, we're, we're going to have to have people that use it more to see how it works. But of well, course, Apple yeah. is cognizant of that risk. 
Absolutely. And to your point quickly on that, uh, I think I know a lot of people, I, I haven't done a whole lot of the 3D goggles thing, uh, Jeff, but I just know that some people have said one of the reasons you get some of that motion sickness is because the camera doesn't kind of keep up with like your it's eye movement as much, right? Yeah. But here... <laughs> We'll talk about in our next episode about some of the hardware announcements, but this Vision Pro has an M2 chip, which is the same chip that is in, you know, the 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 MacBook Pros and even the the iPad Pros, right? I think there's a there's an mm -hmm. M2 chip in the iPad Pros, and it has an R1 chip, which is a new chip that they've come out with that I think was specifically designed to help make sure that the, you know, it, it, it stays up to speed with human eye movement. And, and you know, in other words, th they're trying to address this issue, I think, of like the nausea, nausea and the motion sickness from the fact that they've really put packed a lot of power into this thing. Yeah. And what I loved is that the people that tried out the demo units yesterday, and you know that these are still early prototypes, they said that the movements were perfect. There was zero lag. Right. It was exactly. perfect eye. And Very if encouraging. If that's the test version from today, six months from now, hopefully Apple will have that completely nailed. The software will be ready. Um, and then, of course, it'll improve over time. So, you know, my hope is that this is something that people will be able to use for an extended period of time and be okay with it. All right. A few other questions. They talked about a quote thermal system <laughs> in the vision pro um some people speculate that means there might be a fan <laughs> in this because this truly is a full computer right this is not just a pair mm -hmm. of goggles connected to an iphone or so it's a full computer that's My interesting there's we'll no fan i, I think it's going to be yeah. much like the mac mini and stuff like that that the these new apple uh chips are designed to run cool. Yes, it's, exactly. it's one of the things that distinguishes them from the Intel chips. And so um, I, they they do have all of these holes and stuff for air to flow from the bottom to the from the top right. to the bottom. Right. It looks to me like they've designed it so that it's not going to need a fan. Plus, you wouldn't want that noise anyway. How heavy is this thing? Have you seen mm -hmm. specs on this yet, Jeff? I'm I sure know how it's heavy out it there. Is. But and the real the real question is is it is it too heavy? And right. that's the thing that the the reviewers <laughs> that I saw. Into have said um, that it either feels great on your head, at least for the first 20, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. or one person said that it's felt a tiny bit heavier than other devices they've they've used that have made of plastic, but not in a way that's uncomfortable. But again, I okay. don't think you can okay. trust any of those reviews yet. It, again, it's going to, we'll have to wait until more people sure. have this in their hands, yeah. even if it's just early prototype units. But again, you know, Apple's thinking about this. They know that this is a reason why they did not put the battery on the device right. because it would be right. that extra bit of heaviness. They decided that even though it's inelegant to have a cord and a battery pack, yeah. Um, yeah. it just addresses it. And, you know, five years from now, of course, there's going to be a version that the battery technology is light enough that it can be on the headpiece without having right. an external cord coming off the side of it. But that's just the best they can do for now to make it acceptable weight. I had another question about the fit, but <laughs> Apple has anticipated that. There is actually a fit dial on the side of the back headband here so that I guess it kind of tightens it up or, you know, make sure that it fits, you know, and you can even, I guess, make sure that it's no light escapes or comes into that, uh, which I think is pretty good. By the way, here's a little Easter egg, Jeff, that I noticed. We were just talking about that father <laughs> that, that, that Apple was showing that was 3D recording their children. If you go back and look at the video, there is an additional strap that is on the top of his head. That's the only time that I saw it. I know it's unlike Apple to let something like that go. But anyway, you guys, all you listeners, you, you let me know if 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 uh, you see that on there. He that was the only time that I saw that additional strap because I was looking very closely for something like yeah. that, uh, which I thought was um, pretty interesting. And then the other thing, quickly, 
how do you make phone calls on this? Because I understand there is no cellular capability in this. I'm assuming it's Wi-Fi connected, right? It mm -hmm. has to be. Maybe there's got to be Bluetooth connected. Maybe that's how it connects with the Mac on there. But I didn't see anybody can talk about a cellular connection, which I'm assuming then that means you might need to have an iPhone to an iPhone make a FaceTime call. Yeah. You know, I mean, right now I can make a FaceTime call through my computer. I mean, it, I don't have to have my phone with me. Right. But I know it's some kind. You know, anyway, I, I was just thinking about that. Like nobody's kind of mentioned that yet. And those are some of the things, that, obviously, that I'm, I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Lots of questions. But I mean, again, to, to end up where we started, uh, Wow. I mean, we, we knew that this was yeah. coming. It was, it was, everybody knew this was coming. <laughs> and yet I was still blown away. I was still really impressed. And, you know, at, over time, you know, as people start, you know, figuring out some of the downsides and stuff, maybe that yeah. initial enthusiasm will wear down a little bit, but at the same time, the technology is going to get so much better in year two, year three, year four. I think right. that Apple has something special here. I really do. And I think that there will be a time in the future where, you know, we'll, we'll look back to this point and say, gosh, can you remember that first generation of the Apple Vision Pro and how far they've come. Right. I really have the sense that this is what we're going to be saying in future years. So exciting times for Apple, exciting time for Apple users. Very good. Well, okay. We'll uh we'll continue to watch this and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about this <laughs> over the next few months. Uh maybe more than people would want us to actually on this. But I mean, goodness gracious, I mean, this was the biggest splash that obviously has been made, and I anticipate that people will be talking about this and reviewing it over the next few months as well. So we'll report back to you on some of that. Uh okay, so I think that's enough for now <laughs> on the on the Vision Pro. I want one. <laughs> I gotta start saving up now, Jeff. It, I mean, I just because I, in fact, I want to buy two, right? One I want to keep completely shrink wrapped, and you know that'll be my retirement ah, plan because I'll sell go. it, you know, one day in you know twenty, fifty years. But the other one I will actually want to use. Uh, so we're gonna do another uh, session where we are gonna cover all of the other stuff <laughs> that Apple talked about. And by golly gee, there is a lot to talk about with some of the updates to the operating system, all of the other announcements that Apple usually covers during the Worldwide Developers Conference because that's what the developers are there to hear about, right? They wanna know what some of the some of the updates on there. So uh, great, well, we'll talk with you in a couple of days then, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Sounds good. Thanks, Brett. Bye-bye, everybody.